please share a bit about your background and what led to your work in the social enterprise space? Yeah, I'm born and bred in, in, in Cairns and uh, I've travelled all around Queensland through various works over the years. What drove me is that I spent many years working in the, in the state and federal government, you know, in Cairns, Townsville, uh, Brisbane and also in uh, Canberra. Having worked in um, juvenile justice correctional centres, both adult and um, youth uh, detention centres, I've seen a lot of Indigenous men you know, go to prison for petty crimes that they committed I looked at that everyone needs a second chance in society. And it's about giving opportunities uh, to, to my community, but also have an understanding that with Malthana Property Services and the services that we provided, it gives opportunity for people to get an entry-level uh, job of both cleaning and also landscaping, which is a good level entry job. It gives them an opportunity to have a job with employment. I know many years ago when I left school, I wanted to go to university and get an apprenticeship to go. I'm about giving back to make sure that everyone gets an opportunity. Really beautiful intro there, Joseph. And it's great to hear about that background and that giving spirit that you have. And you touched on it there as well, but Joseph, you're the Managing Director of Multana Property Services. Can you please share a bit about the enterprise itself and where the concept for it originated from? It was established in 2017. So how it was established was I was in Cairns and I moved to... To, to Brisbane and I had the opportunity to meet a, a company that was in the lookout for an Indigenous arms of the company. So Malthana was created um, back in 2017, where we you fast forward just over four years now, we set out over 220 employees across Southeast Queensland. We looked at our, our main three core business areas was cleaning, landscaping and ground maintenance and also minor building work. So today, you know, what we've built over the last four years that we have a several big large contracts, one is with the uh, CPB, which is the Cross River Rail um, that they build uh, in Brisbane. So we do all the commercial clean on that project. Um, we started off with 30 hours a week. Now we do over 1,500 hours a week. We have you know, 30 plus full-time and part-time cleaners on that project. We also work with the Brisbane City Council um, buses. We had an opportunity under their social procurement to tender for the works. So we clean 1,000 1,200 buses per night across seven depots. So we've had that contract since March last year. So we have over 90 cleaners that work um, across those seven. We also have a big landscaping um, arm to our project. So we do a lot of uh, ground maintenance for St. Vincent de Paul for all the NDIS clients. And we also um, work with some of the big tier one companies such as John Holland, uh, Hutchinson Builders, um, St. Hilliers that build a lot of infrastructure, schools and roads in the round um, South Queensland. A few amazing projects there and just a great rundown of the business that you're directing right now and amazing work, Joseph. And we're talking about it in your background there, but you've had interactions with university or with policy and government and you have a master's degree in Indigenous social policy. So where do you see opportunities on a national scale to be more inclusive and considerate of Indigenous Australians? I think that the past history of the Indigenous, you know, where we've come from today, there's a lot of policies that affected Indigenous people today, especially with a lot of youth and you have the stolen generation, but you also have a population of incarceration, mental health issues, you have a lot of um, domestic violence, high unemployment um, with Indigenous population. So 
I try to, you know, make a, an inroad into that to support Indigenous people because I know hard it was with myself to get a job. And being an Indigenous company today is that all about our community to give you an opportunity around employment. So, which other companies, you know, mightn't give an opportunity, but my contribution towards taking a, seven, a young 17 year old off to getting into crime and getting, you know, before he hits crime to actually get it and do some to work with, you know, they were able to, you know, to mm. take a, a step forward and then understanding the, the value of getting up for work and saving money for a car and paying their way with their parents, being able to be part of society and, and feel that, you know, their self-esteem was lifted because they've got somewhere to go every day for work. Really important points that you just made there about those underlying issues, and it's really great to hear. Thank you for explaining that. What are the strengths of the social enterprise or Indigenous business model to create sustainable social change? I think that people don't, don't realise that what when you get your first job and opportunities that you know is that you know you you able to to buy nice buy nice clothes, save towards uh, deposit for our save towards a car, providing a roof over your head, you know, good opportunities for family members, for their kids to go away on, on carnivals or netball carnivals or giving them opportunity that, that, that they're the ripple effects and the, that the positives rather than the negative drug and alcohol, which therefore turns into domestic violence, incarceration and, mm-hmm. and suicide or, or give an opportunity for a family to to feed everyone, to make sure that kids can go to school with lunch, etc. So they're the, the, the ripple effects I see from us from an Indigenous and a social procurement aspect. Yeah, amazing points there. Thank you for sharing that, Joseph. Now, if we're looking a bit broader, and your work is a lot of it's built around connecting people and bringing people together, and I just want to ask this question about how can people best work together to create meaningful developments within their communities? I think it has to come from the community. It has to be an ownership and a buy-in from the community. I think everyone needs to play a role rather than individual. It's a, it's a community effort. And it's also important that everyone's there for the common goal of the community rather than their own personal interests. I think that's where I think you'd be surprised when you put people together, businesses, and you can actually see the bigger picture and what the finished product looks like. But I think it's quite important. If we connect that to the work that you're doing with Malfano Property Services, how do you, through that organisation, bring people together and how do they create those developments? The, the way you create those developments is actually you know, getting and, and, and getting out and meeting people face-to-face. I think what I've learned over the last four years is that people buy from people. It's about you talk to people and, and you'd be surprised that the people that you, can, that you connect with and, and partner with and also you know, personal connections too. And when you start putting, you know, two heads together is okay, but when you start putting 20 heads together and 20 ideas and, and 20 different people that's got connections and running in different ways, you'd be surprised what's, what, you know, what the bottom goal that you can achieve. Really great point there, Joseph, and thank you for explaining that more. You interact in the space quite a lot, and I'm sure you've seen some amazing and inspiring projects or initiatives. What are a few that you've come across recently which are creating a positive social change? When we was uh, awarded the contract to clean the buses last year for COVID, um, we had 90 cleaners that we had to get out of Woodridge and Arlen Logan. A lot of them were mm. single mothers and long-term unemployed, so... Uh, we had an opportunity to give those people an opportunity and they still were today, 18 months later. There was a, a couple there that were uh, with an employment agent that, that worked for us 
at that point in time, they didn't have their kids because you know, they had a lot of um, social abuse in terms of drug and alcohol. So their kids were taken away and now they're both full-time supervisors on the job and have their kids back. That's a massive ripple effect what I've seen in terms of an opportunity that the Brisbane City Council gave us. Therefore, I had an opportunity to employ someone from a, a high-risk area such as uh, Woodridge and what impact that's done today is that they you know, have two people that work mom and dad and they have their kids back. That's so you can't beat that. I completely agree there, Joseph. It's a massive social impact to be making and generational. It just continues as well. It's quite wonderful. To finish off, what books or resources would you recommend to our listeners if they want to learn more about Indigenous business, social enterprise practice or your work? I think what I like encourage is that it's, it's people, it's, it's about a networking and, and getting out there and getting a feel and, and asking the question who's out there in terms of how they want to get involved. I mean, we start being involved with big corporate companies that don't know where to start and they don't know where to, to go or they don't know who to contact in terms of how they engage their businesses. So it's quite common that a lot of non-Indigenous uh, people don't know where to look. And getting a feel of what involves Indigenous people from the community 